listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. This episode is brought to you in part by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. As a Patreon member, you'll help me continue to bring all these great Golden Age shows, upgrade our equipment, keep the website going, and more. Plans start at just $2 a month, but if you pledge $6 or more, you get access to the Vintage Radio Podcast, a look at series that were an hour or more that include Lux Radio Theater, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and the Mercury Theater on the air, just to name a few. To become a member, visit support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bet Your Life. This episode was originally aired on November 26, 1952. And George, what is tonight's secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is door. D-O-O-R. Really? You bet your life! Show Marks in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood and brought to you by the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers, the dealers who bring you America's most talked about new car, the distinguished 1953 DeSoto, and the exciting new Plymouth. See them both at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And here he is, the one, the only... Charming fellow. Oh, that's me. Here I am again with $2,000 for one of our couples. Groucho, we invited some drum majorettes to the program tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience here selected Miss Marilyn Watson. Her partner, Mr. Joe Fox, was uh, chosen for sort of obvious reasons. I think you'll see when he comes out here. Folks, would you meet Groucho Marx? Right here, Marilyn. Right in there. Well, welcome. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealer. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word. Something... Is there a mirror in front of me? <laughs> it's something that you find around the house. Is that any kind of a cue, uh, Marilyn? Well, it limits the cue. It, yes, it does. It, it constricts it considerably. Now, yes, Mr. Joe does. Fox, eh? This is ridiculous. Nobody looks that much like me. Let's take a good look at him. <laughs> looks awfully crooked, this guy. He looks like me, all right. Where are you from, you great big beautiful hunk of man? <laughs> Chicago, the... Uh... South side of Chicago, Hyde Park to be specific. Somebody out there from Galesburg. <laughs> Joe, I'm curious. How long ago did you first notice that you closely resembled a certain gay, handsome lover whose name I can't remember? <laughs> 
Well, frankly, the, uh, the resemblance never did occur to me. Uh, about two and a half years ago, it was called to my attention. A couple of young boys walked up and... Somebody uh, threw rocks at you? No, they looked up and, uh, I imagine, equal to the amazement you presented tonight, and said, hello, Groucho. Uh, I guess they didn't expect to see him walking about at... Alive. At large in public. I see. <laughs> You thought I'd be carried around? Is that <laughs> what sort of work do you do, Joe? Well, I'm employed by the Los Angeles County Parks and Recreation Department. Uh, I'm on a civil defense assignment working with the uh, Civil Defense Warden Service. Are you, are you married? Yes, I am. You are? Huh? Mm-hmm. Do your friends kid you about your looks? Yes, quite frequently. They do, huh? The, what, do, uh, what do they say? Well, the biggest problem is when people or youngsters walk up to me and say, uh, Are you Groucho? And most of the time I say no because uh, I don't want to be dishonest, but sometimes just to, just to be different, I say yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that presents a problem because they ask me to say something funny and I can't. <laughs> well, I, I frequently have that same problem. <laughs> I'll get back to this space pirate in a minute. I'd like to talk to you for a minute, Marilyn. Thank you. What is, what is it you do? Well, I'm a drum majorette. A drum majorette? Yes. Well, that's pretty limited work, isn't it? Uh, how often do you march? On the well, 4th of July? No, I march every time the Los Angeles Rams play their home games here in the Coliseum. I twirl I when they're here. <laughs> I'm not on the team. In that case... <laughs> judging from the recent scores, you might be. Eh? <laughs> well, how do you go about twirling a baton? Is it anything like twirling a mustache? <laughs> Not having never twirled a mustache, I don't know, but... Well, the, uh, the offer is still open, you know. <laughs> I've often wondered about you girls. Have you ever hit anybody with that baton? Well, I've hit myself quite a bit, but it happened that last season, one of the girls' batons went wild and hit a football player who was sitting on the bench. The player went wild or the baton? <laughs> the baton went wild, but oh, he was kind of mad. Did he get hurt? Well, no, and besides, he's on the other team, so it didn't matter. <laughs> well, I guess that's a secret play the coach uses only in emergencies, huh? <laughs> uh, Mr. Fox, you sly old fox, could you get interested in uh, Marilyn here? Well, Mr. Marks, aren't you forgetting I'm a happily married man? Answer my question. Could you get interested? <laughs> advice of counsel, I better not say more. You see, you can't judge a book by its cover. He didn't pass the acid test. Joe, I'm ashamed of you. You turn in your face tonight, you're through. I don't want you masquerading around with my face anymore, if that's your attitude. Well, it's been an experience talking to you two, and I hope you win a reasonable amount of money here tonight. Because in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $2,000 question. Right now, I want you to pay close attention to a very lovely lady. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected largest cities and states. These figures were taken from the 1950 statistics compiled by the Bureau of Census. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? About dollars. $12. $12. $12. $12. All right. What is the largest city in the state of Georgia? Atlanta. Atlanta is right. Well, you're on your way with $32. Remember, you're going for $2,000 tonight. How much of your $32 will you bet on your second question? $25. $25. $25. What is the largest city in the state of Connecticut? Uh, uh, 
New Haven. One answer between you now. Is that the answer you've decided on? Connecticut. Bridgeport? No, I'm sorry. The time is up. It's Hartford. Oh, oh, yeah. You now have $7. You now have $7. We don't get discouraged. Don't forget, you're still going for the big money. Now, how much of the seven would you try? Five. Five? All right. What is the largest city in the state of Iowa? Des Moines. Des Moines? Des Moines, Des Moines. is right. Well, you're climbing again. You have $12. And is your last chance to beat the other couples? How much of the $12 will you risk? $10. Oh, you want to? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. What is the largest city in the state of Tennessee? Memphis. Memphis is right. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Well, you wind up with $22, but we'll add $3 to it to make it $25. Well, Groucho, we invited some uh, sewing instructors to the show tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected uh, Mrs. Artis Edwards. Her partner is a man with an interesting occupation, Mr. William E. Connolly. Folks, would you please come in and meet Groucho Marx? Welcome to your Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Mrs. Artis Edwards and Mr. William Connolly, eh? Mrs. Edwards, you're, you're a sewing teacher? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Who, who do you work for? Singer. Well, Crosby or Como? <laughs> no, I work for the Singer Sewing Machine Company. Oh, that sounds like a very funny act. I suppose you keep people in stitches all the time. <laughs> That's the oldest one I've heard in a long time. <laughs> you think that's all? You should have been out here about ten minutes ago. <laughs> Uh, what do you teach these women in your class? Uh, how to be uh, old so-and-sos? <laughs> That's the second oldest one I've heard in a long time. <laughs> well, you stick around and you'll hear the third oldest joke in a few minutes. <laughs> what sort of work do you do, Mr. Connolly? I'm a fight second. You're a fight second? That's a good idea. Let somebody else fight first and you fight second. <laughs> now, what exactly is a fight second? Well, we get the boys ready to go in and fight and refresh them between rounds so they're able to go out and continue on with the match. What did you do before you became a fight second? Can you look at this kisser of mine and ask me that question? <laughs> I got that here from Tiger Flowers, and he straightened out my nose a bit, too. Well, what kind of a record did you have as a fighter? I had 157 fights, and I lost seven. Five of them were split decisions. I won a New England middleweight championship. Oh, that's very good. Uh, what name did you fight under? Bing Conley. Bing Conley, huh? Yes, sir. What is the toughest fight you ever had? The toughest fight I ever had was with Tiger Flowers. Oh, the middleweight champion. Huh? Yeah. Well, he was a great fighter. Could you tell us something about the Tiger Flowers fight? Well, I made a mistake of talking to him, and what I said didn't agree with him, and he went to work on me. <laughs> well, what did you say to him that uh, aroused his anger? I told him what I was going to do to him after I get through with the fight, I told him I'd take his head and use it for a bowling ball. That's not very practical, is it? Well, I found out it wasn't that night. He beat the ribbons out of me, the ribbons. Uh-huh. Did he knock this you out? This ear was out like that. Nobody ever knocked me out. No. Nobody ever knocked you out? No, sir. For five rounds, I didn't make an error. So I said to my trainer, I'm getting murdered out there. What, what am I doing? It's wrong. He says, well, you're talking to this guy. He said what you're saying. 
hey, this guy's a deacon in the church. That's I true, says, he was the deacon. I said, why don't you tell me that five rounds ago? <laughs> so he says he didn't know it five rounds ago. <laughs> I went out for the next round, I got hit with about 50 punches before I even got close to him. I said, listen, deacon, the good Lord never told you to kill anybody. <laughs> So he kind of had thought he had a convert. I hit him a left hook and a right hand, and he hit the deck himself. <laughs> I had him down five rounds, but I didn't want a round of the fight. Well, you did pretty well, because he was one of the greatest fighters of his era. Well, I'd like to continue talking to you two, but I'm getting punchy. Now you're going to have a chance to win a lot of money. You beat our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $2,000 question. Our first couple, the drum majorette and Mr. Fox have $22, and the secret word is door. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. Now, these are all descriptive words about articles of women's apparel. I'll give you the word, and you tell me what article of clothing I'm referring to. Now, here's your first question. How much will you bet? Now, talk it over. It's all right. You know what it's all about. Go ahead. Seventeen fifty. did you say? All right. What do you associate with the word cardigan? Cardigan is a little jacket, over jacket. That's right. Well, it's a sweater, but that's close enough. You're on your way. You have $37.50. Remember, you're going for $2,000 tonight. How much of your $37.50 will you try on this one? $35. $35? What do you associate with the word dolman? D-O-L-M-A-N. Dolman is a coat. A dolman sleeve in a coat. Sleeve is right. You're really climbing. You have $72.50. And here's your third question. How much of the $72.50 will you try? $70. Go ahead. Seventy. What do you associate with the word Peter Pan? Peter Pan is a collar. Collar is right. You now have one hundred forty-two dollars and fifty cents. And it's your last chance to be the other couples. How much will you bet? Shoot the works. All of it. All of it. All right. What article of clothing do you associate with the word bolero? Bolero is this little brown jacket. Right? That's right. It's a jacket. Is right. <laughs> And you wind up with $285. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Groucho, we have a grandmother and a man with an interesting hobby for you now. Mrs. Alma Bell Davis and Mr. Mike Elwood, please come in and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Mrs. Alma Bell Davis, you're a grandmother? Yes. Mm-hmm. Seventy-four. Seventy-four. <laughs> you know what Bulwa said? It is not by the gray of the hair that one knows the age of the heart. We try to add a little culture now and then to the program. <laughs> Very few quiz shows give you that kind of stuff. <laughs> now, what shall I call you, Mrs. Davis? Call me Grandma. Okay. I'll be delighted to. Now, where are you from, uh, Granny? Sem- Seminole, South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina, mm-hmm. eh? And uh, how long have you been away from Carolina? Oh, I've been away a long time. I stayed there until I was 29. Mm-hmm. And then you migrated to California? Well, I went up north to, Cal- to Tennessee first. <laughs> Wait till Keefauver finds out that Tennessee is up north, huh? <laughs> How many children and grandchildren do you have? Uh... I have three children, ten grandchildren, nine great-grandchildren. 
Well, you have uh, quite a large family, don't you, Grandma? Tell me, do you live uh, all alone now, or do you live with uh, one of your children or grandchildren? No, I live with my, f- I live with my friend, Sadie Ingham. My girlfriend, Sadie Ingham. <laughs> I think that's a very smart idea. Since you're 74 years old, you should be with someone who can sort of keep an eye on you. Well, she's 92, so she doesn't... <laughs> Your girlfriend is 92? So is mine. Let's shake on it, Grandma. I wonder if it could be the same girl. Sadie Ingram, huh? Well, she may be using a different name with me. Have you and Sadie ever encountered any exciting moments around the house, like finding a burglar? Well, we didn't find a burglar, but we came to the house one night morning at 2 o'clock. Wait a minute. Was this recently? uh... Oh, not too long ago. What were you and Sadie doing out at 2 o'clock in the morning? Oh, it takes us a long time to go from different places home. <laughs> One night we uh, got home. And well, you, did you stagger when you came home? Or? No, we didn't do that, but the door was locked and we couldn't get it open. <laughs> you said door, and that's the secret word. So you and your boyfriend over here are going to split $100. Ooh, that's Beat it, Doc. <laughs> but what happened there? So we couldn't get in, and I uh, went and f- got a box out of the garage, put it under the window, and I couldn't get in. Sadie helped me. I got halfway in. Which she... half did you get in, <laughs> So we called, so the neighbor came over and helped us to get in. She's real cute, isn't she? <laughs> what do you mean, the neighbor? How old was the neighbor? Seventy-eight. <laughs> and she was shoving you and Sadie in through this window? Sure. And then how did the neighbor get back in? Oh, the neighbor, he got the door open. Oh, this was a meal. Oh, I thought this was a woman, this neighbor. No, man. A man, huh? Sure. What was his name? Every once in a while, we have to call on a man. <laughs> well, they're a handy thing to have around when there's a window stuck. <laughs> Mr. Mike Elwood, eh? I can't call you Mike. I barely know you. May I call you Michael? Well, uh, no. Uh, I'm known as Mike, but my name is really Julius. <laughs> That's pretty baffling, isn't it? What sort of work do you do, Julius? I own uh, Lords and Elwood. Uh, that's a spirit shop. A spirit shop? What do you do? You sell only to ghost riders in the skies? No. What do you mean a spirit shop? No, we sell... Uh, you un- don't mean a booze emporium, do you? Well, not exactly. We, uh, we sell unusual uh, liqueurs, rare wines, old brandies. In other words, you pedal bathtub gin, is that it? <laughs> I uh, don't believe you would call um, wine that sells at $182.50 a gallon bathtub gin, would you? No, I call it highway robbery. <laughs> uh, Julius, uh, Fenneman says you have an interesting hobby. What is it? Well, I belong to a club called the Wine and Food Society. It's an organization for gourmets. What is the purpose of this club? Well, the purpose of the club is to stimulate an interest in food. And what is a gourmet? A gourmet is really a... He's a pig. 
There's a much better definition. A gourmet is a glutton with a tuxedo on. Well, how do you go about uh, stimulating an interest in food? Well, we have uh, eight dinners a year, and we try to make each one perfect. You have only eight dinners a year? That's right. Well, those between-meal snacks are ruining your figure, Julius. <laughs> Grandma, do you have any hobbies like uh, cooking fancy dishes? Or do you spend your life stuck in a window? No, my hobby is catching gophers. <laughs> well, you told me you were single, Grandma. Grandma, you didn't fool me for a minute. I knew the minute you came up here that your hobby was catching gophers. The minute you came here, I said to myself, now, if I ever saw a woman whose hobby is catching gophers, this is it. How do you go about catching these gophers? And, and, and how is it your hobby? Well, I have a shopping bag, and I have th- had three gopher traps, but now I've only got two. And What happened to the other one? Somebody stole it. And I opened up the runway, put the trap in. <laughs> I first go to the, when I see where there's been a gopher, I go and ask the na- rap on the door and ask the neighbor if I can catch the gopher, and they say yes. <laughs> You mean you make a house-to-house canvas of this? Sure. You go to a strange person's house, knock on the door, and say, have you got any gophers? No, I know all these people. Oh. Well, suppose the gopher doesn't go for the trap. How do you catch it? Well, I get a nice, tender, delicious carrot, holler it out, and put the poison, put poison in. Well, that sounds very appetizing, Grandma. <laughs> Mike, do you suppose you could get uh, Grandma into your gourmet society? She sounds like she could whip up some nice little dishes. I'm a Roast gopher with a baked carrot on top. Topped off with some rare old 1823 rat poison. I'm now, how about it? Does Grandma get into your club, Mike? Uh, I'm afraid the membership is full. Well, I'm not surprised the way they eat, but can't you get into <laughs> Well, uh, when will there be an opening? When one of the members dies. <laughs> really? Well, Grandma can arrange for that, can't you? <laughs> can't you, Grandma? <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a most interesting conversation and, and quite educational. And I wish I could continue it, but I just had a poison carrot and I don't feel so good. <laughs> However, now's your chance to win a lot of money. You run your $20 into more than our other couples, and you get a chance at the $2,000 question. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners. The sewing teacher and the prize fighter are ahead with $285. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. From our list of 20 categories, you selected number five, the animal kingdom. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Now talk it over and talk out loud. 1950? Mm-hmm. 1950. 1950. What is the name of the black and white bear that comes from China and Tibet? Kola. I'm sorry. It's a panda. P-A-N-D-A. Gee, you now have 50 cents. You should have known that, Mike. I'm sure you've eaten one at one of your dinners. <laughs> now you're down to 50 cents. Well, you're going for $2,000 tonight, so don't worry about it. Now, how much are you going to bet on your second question? 40. 40 cents. 40 cents. What is the name of the long-necked animal used widely as a beast of burden in Peru? Its wool is used extensively for clothing. 
Llama? Llama is right. You now have 90 cents. How much of this vast sum are you going to jeopardize this time? It works, huh? All of it? All of it. All right. What is the name of the little animal whose facial markings resemble a mask? It always washes its food before eating. A possum. Raccoon. Raccoon is right. I think they're about the same, aren't they? Aren't they the same, a possum and raccoon? Well, they're blood brothers. We'll give you that anyhow. We're very generous with these things, particularly when they're only 90 cents. All right, here's your last chance to be the other couples. How much of the 180 are you going to bet? A dollar eighty, I mean. Shoot the work. Holding. All right, uh, Granny. What is the large and stupid beast that lives in Asia and Africa? It has a single sharp horn. The rhinoceros. Rhinoceros is right. Up with three dollars and sixty cents. Well, we're going to give you one more question. You get this right, and we'll bring your winnings up to twenty-five dollars. All right, here we go. What was the population of Outer Mongolia in 1923? Oh no, that's the wrong question. <laughs> Even I couldn't have answered that. All right, we don't want to make it too easy, though. Are you ready? How many rings are there in a three-ring circus? Go ahead. How many, Em? You answer. Three. Three rings is right. Put it there. There you are. You people wound up with $3.60, and that means that the sewing teacher and the prize fighter with $285. In just one minute, get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $2,000 question. Time out now for some friends who want to know what's new. What's new? The 53 Plymouth. It's news. The 53 Plymouth. The low price meal has a brand new star. The truly balanced Plymouth. A new kind of car. Boy, things are sure buzzing at DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Ever since the new 53 Plymouth came along last week, folks have been streaming in to see this new kind of car. They're talking about Plymouth's new beauty, inside and out. New styling from the wheels up. Wonderful new ride that gives you almost gyroscopic stability on even the roughest roads. It's a whole new concept of car design. True Balance. Come in and meet the new Plymouth. See for yourself how True Balance gives it a lower, racier look. And Control Tower Visibility. A new one-piece curved windshield and wider, deeper windows all around. More room, too, for passengers and luggage. It's the car to see for 53, the new Plymouth. First truly balanced car in the low-priced field. The low-priced field has a brand new star. The truly balanced Plymouth, a new kind of car. And now here's the sewing teacher and the prize fighter all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $2,000 question, Groucho. Here we go for $2,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help from the audience. Here it is. One of the great storytellers of all time was born in Scotland and spent the last years of his life in the South Seas. Today he lies buried on a mountain peak in Samoa. For $2,000, what is the name of this immortal novelist?
Okay, what is the answer you two have decided upon? Bobby Burns. No, no, I'm sorry. The correct answer is Robert Louis Stevenson. Well, that means the big question next week will be worth $2,500. Well, you lost the big money, but uh, how much did they win in the quiz, George? Uh, $285 in the well, quiz. that's not too bad. Congratulations and thanks Thank to you. both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $2,500. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember that the dealers who sell the distinguished 1953 DeSoto also sell the brilliant new Plymouth, the first truly balanced car in the low-priced field. DeSoto, Plymouth. Two great new cars. Both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember, see the 1953 DeSoto. reminder from the National Safety Council. Don't surprise the other driver. Use hand signals. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. You know, it's not very often that I get a round of questions all correct, namely the animal questions and the final question. It's too bad I don't qualify for the cash prizes. How'd you do? And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. The channel returns on Monday and Groucho will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For Patreon members, you can listen tomorrow to the latest episode of the Vintage Radio Club. Gabriel is recruited by Scotland Yard to a secret anti-anarchist police corps and infiltrates a local chapter of the European Anarchist Council. It's from the Mercury Theater of the Air, and it's called The Man Who is Thursday. For iLoveOldTimeRadio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off 
and have a great weekend.